Happy Friday and welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr., reporting to you live from the Workhorse HQ in Edmonds, Washington. If you are new to the podcast, I want to say thank you so much for taking your time to listen in today. Um, please subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. And for our returning listeners, thank you so much for your continued support. Between the Dream podcast would not be possible without you. So please continue to share the good word of the Between the Dream podcast. So y'all know that I've been on this like rolling trip of having some amazing guests on the podcast. And today is no different. The only difference today is that this guest is actually joining me live here in the studio in Workhorse. So I'm super excited about today's conversation. I have my good friend, Tara Brown with me today. Tara is a lot of things. Um, she is a world-class super athlete. <laughs> um, she might have better muscles than me, um, but no, she is a phenomenal photographer. Um, and I'll let her tell you more about her photography work. Uh, but she is a an amazing person when it comes to just her work overall, right? Uh, photographer extraordinaire, lighting genius, like she takes her craft very serious, lover of people and very bad jokes and puns, um, which I'm pretty sure you'll probably get at least one of those today with her here. Um, I, we, we said we weren't going to do nicknames today, but you know, she's a basketball, she's a hooper, she's a former hooper, right? So I just want to, she thinks she's Steph Curry. So downtown Tara Brown, that's the only one I'm going to put out because I think it's the funniest one out of all of them. But I am joined by my good friend, Tara Brown. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. How are you? Thanks, Richard. Uh, I'm great after that hyped intro. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I feel like I need to say a disclaimer, like super athlete. Okay, not actually. Don't go look me up and like yeah. try and find me from like Ironman competition. No, nope, the most something. you're going to get is like... <laughs> her at the gym or her stories but exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly exactly I'm a bit of a gym rat and that is okay <laughs> I love it well no thank you so much for um tuning in today so like I said I want the people to get a chance to know who you are before we get into our conversation here which I think is going to be very life-giving um but just about your work right I know you're a photographer and I didn't want to mess it up I know you do a lot of senior photography um she's famous though y'all like she does the photography for like the University of Washington and like multiple departments tell us about your photography work from a standpoint of like the scope all that you do photography was yeah uh photography I find it hard to say no to a lot of requests and so <laughs> I I photograph a wide variety of things from events and formerly weddings I don't really do weddings anymore um but mostly these days focusing on portrait work spanning high school seniors to headshots and personal branding to family photos and also I'll do um I, I like to team up with local small businesses or not local also uh, to photograph their product as well as doing personal branding for them. So I've also dabbled in real estate photography, all sorts uh, of things. It's, it's the, the career that lets me have a wide variety of interests and um, I find it hard to narrow it down, but I do love working with people one-on-one. -on -one. Like that is my absolute favorite. I love it. So. I love it. Edmonds, Washington yeah. native. I know y'all hear me talk yes. about Edmonds a lot. I got to say this because Edmonds has this whole thing going on right now. The best of Edmonds. Tara wasn't on that list, right? 
But the funny part is that she's the best photographer in Edmonds. One of the best that I've seen in Washington State, too. And I want to actually just kind of give you your flowers with that, too. Wow. Because you take um, a lot of time to be intentional with your clients, with the people that you work with. I personally work with her on the photography side. So I know that when she comes into it, not just from a standpoint of making you feel good, which we'll talk about, but also just the level of intentionality that you have when it comes to the equipment that you use, knowing that you're not just going out and snapping photos and taking pictures, but there is a deeper um, portion of the work involved. But then also too, like I've seen you on the back end when it comes to editing, when mm-hmm. it comes to, you know, getting the best product for everybody that comes to you for these services. So I just want to say thank you for that. And the reason why I'm saying thank yeah. you is because I think in the five years that I've been in the Seattle area, one of the things that I've noticed is that I've, I've, I've jokingly said this, but kind of been serious, literally the last five years, it feels like everybody out here plays the guitar. So <laughs> I, you see a lot of bands, but then also too, I'm like, dang, is everybody a photographer out here too? Right. And so as I look at certain people's photos, I'm like, oh, this is cute. Like, nice little side hustle you've made a legitimate career out of this though I have, and yeah. it shows that you are deserving from a standpoint of having this as a career because it's not like I think some people get into a mindset or they just get into it thinking that hey it's a quick money maker people always need photographers but you don't carry that kind of like thought process with it right like even looking at like your Instagram posts the stuff that you do on social media. The girl has a weekly newsletter, y'all, that she puts out (laughs) and it's photography focused and centered. I'm like, most people wouldn't be able to say, I've been doing a weekly newsletter for years that I'm creating stories with and then bringing it back to photography. But you have, and I think that's amazing. Thank you very much. And I can can actually uh, thank COVID for starting my newsletter because it, <laughs> it had been on my my to-do list for a super long time and then finally when we like thought we were gonna have to just shut down for two weeks or right, whatever right. I was like oh let me like write a little newsletter that's super cute I mean I'd done it like maybe four times before but now like, I do it it's been literally I think, yeah two years every single week oh that's crazy yeah. I love it though so that's I cool. love that so with all of this uh, conversation around photography what was it for you that got you into it like how old were you was there a particular experience like what was it for you that got you into the realm of saying I want to be able to just make magic out of people's poses and faces yeah uh I I've always taken photos I feel like a lot of photographers will probably start this way like I've been taking photos since I was a kid but I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't doing it with an artistic intention I had a you know point and shoot like film camera starting off right and I just documented my life all the time and then when digital cameras came out you know I was up in the club with my digital camera taking (laughs) selfies before we had smartphones you know so I just have always been documenting what I'm doing but the first time I ever picked up a DSLR camera which is a digital SLR camera um one of my friends had one and I just said, let me mess around with this and see what happens. And I was hooked immediately. And this was back in 2008. Uh, So it was a few years after I'd graduated from college. Mm -hmm. And um, I, so I picked up photography just as a hobby. I was mostly doing landscape photography because the landscape in the city is there available. (laughs) It's not moving. Yeah. And so I started with that and 
I then in 2010 took a certificate program to learn more about photography, which ultimately was more of a motivator to start my business. Mm -hmm. Most of my learning has come beyond that. Um, I took workshops, I did conferences and I I mean, I was an avid learner early on and still like, that's one thing I love about photography is that there's always something new to learn or to try. And so it keeps it really interesting for me. So, so in 2010, I got a business license before I had any clients (laughs) and, and it started off super slow. I was working a full-time job and uh, at the university of Washington, which is partly why I have strong connections there now for photography. So very grateful for that. But um, for about the next three and a half or so years, I was growing my business on the side and eventually moved from landscape and some sports photography here and there to doing some weddings and portrait work. Mm -hmm. And I finally decided that in order to grow my business as much as I wanted to, I needed to leave my full-time job. So it's been, I'm coming up on eight years of being full-time and I love it every single day. (laughs) That's dope. So I got a lot of folks who listen in that are entrepreneurs or have like side businesses and want a full day. Yeah. I want to become, excuse me, full day entrepreneurs at some point, full time. Excuse, I don't know why I'm tripping up. <laughs> full time entrepreneurs at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I myself have been in it for 10 years. What was that transition like for you? Um, was it yeah. scary? Like emotionally, like what did it do to you? Yeah. I love sharing this story actually. Um, about, I don't know, six months or so before I actually left my job, I had a chat with my boss who was super supportive of me Mm -hmm. learning photography and growing my business on the side and I'd been trying to find other work at the UW during this time as well and things just weren't really panning out there and I had to sit down with him and we he charted things out for me and he was like okay so your options are you stay here in your current role Mm -hmm. you stay at the UW but find something different or there are all these different paths that you can take I think your biggest risk is if you stay here mm. and having, because I knew it was there. I'd been there for almost eight years already and it was wonderful. I loved my team. I loved my work. I loved being at the UW, but I was ready for something more and something different. Yeah. And I think at that time in my life as well, I was still like, I was in my twenties and I think I needed a little bit of uh, encouragement and also permission, right. which everyone has <laughs> has the permission to give themselves that permission, you know, but I think sometimes hearing it from someone else can help you realize like, okay, I can do this. And so, you know, being able to talk up to talk to him about that upfront was really motivating. And then I also, I mean, I was talking to my parents and, um, you know, people who were close to me that I wanted to kind of bounce ideas off of. And the one thing that I kept coming back to was thinking about, okay, really, what is my biggest risk? Right doing this everyone's lifestyle is going to be different but for me my biggest risk if photography didn't work out was hey maybe I have to move in with my parents Mm -hmm. which I did I sold my townhouse and I moved in (laughs) with my parents (laughs) but uh and that was great thank you very much mom and dad um but then the other thing was I know I'm hireable I've been working at the UW for a really long time so worst case I go back to my job I don't think that I'm going to be out of house and home and you know all that and so instead of letting potential fear take over you know and all these worst case scenarios I really just sat down and said 
what's the worst that can happen to me? And so, you know, once that, once I got over that part, it was like, well, let's just see what happens because what's the best thing that could happen in this scenario as well. And I went full time and haven't looked back. I love that. No, I think that's great. You know, and this for you all listening, (laughs) this actually wasn't a part of the conversation, but when you mentioned just like that transition, I was like, oh, let's talk about it real quick. Cause I think it looks different for everybody, but I love what you said too. Um, just about like not living in fear mm-hmm. of that risk. And I think that COVID definitely over the last two years has like put folks in um, in some positions where they're at crossroads, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like as much of, as much of the sink or swim mentality that we, we have a lot of times or the thought process that we have in that moment, like I love the fact that you said you did not allow fear of the unknown to like predicate um, you just staying in the space. I feel like that's what happens a lot of times with people, right? So it's great to hear you just kind of touch on that. But I'm gonna seg us into where we are or where we um, are going to be for today's conversation because I feel like this is really important, right? So the reason why I wanted to have you on um, in this time frame, right? We're springing forward, we just changed our clocks and, you know, it's, it's about to be that season, right? Folks are about to have photos taken again, whether mm-hmm. it is time for senior season with high schoolers, college students, prom seasons coming up. Folks about to get married, pictures galore. Yes. People got new job offerings, right? So of course it's time for new headshots. I just took some myself. Yes. That being said though, um, there was a particular video and I cannot remember the gal's name, but Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins posted this video and I shared it um, last year. You saw the share of my story and then you ended up resharing it, but you did an entire conversation on Instagram live from it, right? Because it really just, it stuck out to you, right? Um, but in that though, um, it got me to thinking, obviously working with you and then seeing how you've done so much BTS Um, with other clients, right? And getting a chance to see that realm of it as well. You do a phenomenal job in your work of genuinely gassing people up and making (laughs) them feel good about themselves, right? I think, and I know that's part of the trick of the trade, but um, I can tell y'all like, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, Tara goes overboard, but that's her personality, (laughs) right? So you are a naturally hyper person. You are a naturally optimistic person, not just with life, but I think even with the people that you serve and the people that you're with. And so I I just wanted to bring you in to have this particular conversation with you around this idea of, I know many of us as individuals, we struggle with our image daily, right? Like I know I do. Um, We can be our own worst enemy. We can start talking ill against ourselves. And I think that that is a a natural part of our innate human nature, but it doesn't necessarily have to continue to stay with us, right? Um, So I wanted to bring you on here to talk about this subject, but also to just to kind of really dive deep, I guess you can say, into the, the realms of like ways we could overcome it. So we'll get to that, that part in a minute. What has your experience been like as a photographer, though, um, with you having such a huge and complex list of clients over the last almost decade now mm-hmm. and just people in image in general? The first thing that I think of when you ask me that is that 
98% of my clients come to me and before we've even gotten started, they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm not photogenic. Oh my gosh, I hate mm. how I look. Oh, can you take 10 pounds off? Oh man, like look at all my gray hair or the bags under my eyes or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, they're, they're giving me excuses and expressing their insecurities right off the bat. And my job as your photographer is to help overcome those in your session. But those are thoughts that you're telling yourself every day, probably, or in your life, you know, and I understand that being a photographer or being photographed is putting yourself in a vulnerable, vulnerable position because you're not sure how it's going to turn out. But, you know, I think that part of that is, you know, your discomfort in front of the camera probably comes from not having a professional photograph you before who knows lighting, who knows posing, who knows how to get you to feel comfortable. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I hear from people. And then my job is to help make sure that you forget about all those things you said at the beginning. And by the end of our shoots, no matter what kind it is, I will say like most people are, you know, saying that they had so much fun. They feel so relaxed. They're so excited. They're saying how excited they are about the photos that they haven't even seen yet right. because of how they feel during the session. That's good. And so, you know, you mentioned me like being a hype person and all that. And, um, and that is like, I have to bring the energy that I want my clients to feel and be able to exude during their shoot. Definitely. You said something that was really interesting. Um, uh, you, you said that, you know, a lot of times people carry that that approach coming into it because they've never had a professional taking shots of them before. I want to dive deeper with that though, right? Because I think that's a part of it, yes. But if we took this, right, and this photography piece and said it's a microcosm or not the photography itself, but that approach that people bring into it where they are putting their insecurities out there when they're putting that vulnerable space out there, it's almost like a microcosm of a greater piece that we have in our own daily personal lives and society which is image issues. Absolutely. Right. You know, what's pushed as beauty. You and I have had conversations about this before, right? Like what has been the standard for so long and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that is a huge part of it as well, right? Coming into it, thinking that I'm not going to look like maybe the person whose photos I saw that inspired me to take this opportunity to, 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 to film or depending on what it is, right? Like photography wise, um, and, and in that, I think that you as a, a woman, a strong woman who um, sees people for who they are, but also has to look at this in yourself. So for those of you all that don't know, I know you just dropped um, recently your own photo shoot that you got a chance to have a yes. session with. And you talked about how you felt strong and beautiful and all of that. Um, and so I think that that was powerful for people to be able to see it from the person typically behind the lens and now in front of the lens and in this you were so excited about all of it but for you as somebody who gets a chance to see this from people um, how big of an impact do you think that the societal norms have played when it comes to the aspect of of beauty and image for us as as humans overall I think it's huge (laughs) and I think that we are bombarded with images of quote unquote perfection or quote unquote beauty Mm -hmm. all the time. And, you know, 
I mean, I, we're millennials. Yeah. Uh, you know, we grew up with. She's on the top end of that. Still in my seat here. <laughs> um, but you know, we grew up where like access to those types of things was limited to magazines, movies, TV yes. shows, right? Yes. But now it is any social media platform you go onto, yeah. and plus all the you know more traditional media as well. And so, you know, I'm not saying that like the people that were, that are often, you know, targeted or not targeted, but often like uh, labeled as like, you know, beautiful or perfect or whatever, and Mm -hmm. that people are kind of idolizing, um, you know, they, I'm not saying that those, they're not real people, but to have that standard for everybody is completely unrealistic, you know, but we do, we look at this curated feed or whatever, you know, these filters and all of that. And we think, oh my gosh, why don't I look like that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that leads to so much negative self-talk. Yeah. And, and and it is tough, you know? And I actually remember as a kid, as a, as a teenager, like I got a few, you know, teen magazines that were always talking about like makeup and style and whatnot. And yeah. I immediately decided that these were not things for me and that I didn't like that messaging. Yeah. And I don't read stuff like that. And so, you know, if you find yourself feeling really badly about your image because of all these other people that you're seeing, you know, maybe it's time for a little bit of a detox That's good. <laughs> in one realm there. But that's really good. Yeah. And I'm glad you actually said that because that was going to lead me into the next piece is that because we know it's an issue, it's no secret. Um, what like if you could give any kind of encouragement or thoughts around like, how do we actually overcome that for our own personal lives? Not just for those that are coming and taking pictures, but just daily, like we have people who are mentally and emotionally scarred and tormented, whether from being teased and bullied because their hair was a certain texture or their skin looked a certain way or their lips were this or their body was this. What If you could give just, and we'll start out with just one thing, like, what would be the one thing you would encourage folks to do when it comes to embracing who they are and being good within the image that is them that they currently carry? Yeah. Um, first of all, I was thinking about this this morning because um, I actually was putting my hair up in a ponytail today and I was like, oh, there's like a couple gray hairs there that I didn't <laughs> notice before. <laughs> I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, but then I stepped back for a second. I realized I could have gone down like two and maybe more different paths. One could be like, oh my God, I have gray hairs. I'm getting old. What does this mean about me? Like this sucks or something. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, hold up. Like I am here. Like I am so grateful and have the amazing, miraculous gift of being alive right now yeah. and enjoying my life to the point where I have gray hair. Yeah. Like, wow. There wow. Lucky me, right? But I will say also, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and there's a life coaching podcast that I really enjoy. And her messaging is, um, her name is Brooke Castillo, but her messaging is similar to a lot of other like mental health professionals and anyone kind of in the life coaching space. And, but it's so powerful for me to remind myself of this, that um, our thoughts control our feelings. Mm -hmm but we have the power to control our thoughts. And so when we are thinking all these negative things about ourselves, we also have the the power and the choice to change that to a more positive thought. And 
it's a hard switch to make. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And it may not feel genuine. It may feel forced at first, but our brains love habit and patterns. Mm -hmm. And we are probably in a habit and pattern of telling ourselves these negative things. Yeah, definitely. And so initially, I think instead of just saying, okay, yeah, I'm just immediately going to switch over to positive self-talk, start just with awareness and try and recognize when you tell yourself something negative about yourself. And then you can say like, oh, why did I think that just now? Or just noticing that you're saying that. And you know, and you've probably heard this before too, but like talk to yourself lovingly. Would you say the things that you say to yourself to your best friend or to your sibling or something like that? Like, would you talk to your friend that way? Why are you talking to yourself that way? You know, like we really need to focus on self-love. And so, yeah, I think that if we can influence, we, we choose our thoughts, we influence our thoughts Mm -hmm. and that is going to affect how we feel. So imagine telling yourself things that you like about yourself and it doesn't have to be about how you look, but like the qualities that you possess, you know, I really love like how determined I am when I have a new challenge in front of me or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, start telling yourself these positive things and that's going to change how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Your body doesn't have to change for you to feel good about yourself. That's really good. And I love that too, because like you said, I mean, with us, our, our brains do, and our bodies as well, they, it, whether we know it or not, because I know the initial piece doesn't always feel like it, but when we get into habitual practices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we will find ourselves, um, whether we liked it at the top or not, we will find ourselves constantly embracing them and engaging mm-hmm. in them. Right. And so even with the positive self-talk, like this is honestly one of the things that I had to do um, after my final suicide attempt. This was one of the earliest um, practices for me. I had this mirror that was in my dorm room and I used to like like one of the practices I got from therapy was like, oh, you need to like say one good thing about yourself every day as you look at yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge struggle for me for a long time Mm -hmm. um, and being able to say that because all I could think about was every negative thing that had led me to the, the point of wanting to end it all anyway, right? And yeah. so just hearing you say that, I mean, it's very true, right? Like, and here's the reality. You might not believe it right away. You That's might true. not be, yeah. you, you, you might feel completely opposite of everything that you were saying about yourself in that time. But over time, I, I believe what happens is that you are put in a position to where you will le- legitimately start to, question the things that you're saying and take a deeper look at it right Mm -hmm. and from that I -hmm. feel like this is where we get um that that help that we need around um maybe seeing the beauty uh that is in the eye of the beholder because while we've been saying it for so long we now are taking a, a moment to just pause and look at it and really see like oh man like this is actually true about myself. Like, this is mm-hmm. right. Like, mm-hmm. no, I do notice it. Cause I remember that one time where I did it and then boom, it kind of yeah. sticks out from there. So I love that you put that out there like that to where it's not an overnight thing. It's not easy, no. but it's doable. It is. It's doable. And I think if you're struggling with where to begin, cause especially if you've been living in a lot of negative self-talk going into the, going to stand in front of the mirror and immediately saying, you know, I love my body. Like maybe that's not where you're going to begin right? because maybe you're struggling with that in particular, since we're talking about that. So maybe you start with, I love that I'm working on awareness. I love that. I want to start talking to myself in a loving way. 
you know, and talking about the journey that you might undertake with your self-talk. And then, you know, even if you are at a point where you're not feeling great about how your body looks, maybe take a few moments to reflect or journal about mm-hmm. all the amazing things that your body allows you to do That's good. That's every good. single day yeah. because I keep a gratitude journal and like paying attention to the little things really, I think help, helps keep you grounded. Mm-hmm. And especially with how you feel about the world, like there's so much to be grateful for that is often missed. And that includes just your abilities, whatever they may be, like, wow, yeah, our bodies are amazing. No, they are. And I think that's great. You know, kind of reminds me of the whole thing of, uh, there's a, a meme going around right now. It's like, how are those summer bodies coming? And somebody responded and was like, I got a great personality, right? <laughs> and I know while it's a joke, I'm like, yo, sometimes that's the starting point though, right? Like, you know what, darn it, I have a great personality. Like literally finding the good things about yourself, even if you there are areas that, are not favorable or that you don't love. And I think that you have done a great job of being able to help people get to that. And I know we don't look at it like that because it's like, oh, you're just taking pictures. It's like, no, I'm actually giving people an experience yeah. to see the best parts of themselves that have already existed that they've struggled to see themselves. Absolutely. And I think that that's really powerful. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. All right, we're rolling down right now to the end. So I got some quick hitters for you as we get ready to close (laughs) this out. I like doing this because it's good to know, right? Like I bring people from all over the world on when I actually do have guests, which I'm trying to be more consistent about. Yeah. And in that everybody has something completely different when it comes to the things that speak to them, right? The the things that they enjoy doing, right? But Mm -hmm. it might be an experience that as folks listen in though too, that they haven't gotten a chance to witness and maybe it's something that they could give a try. So Mm -hmm. that being said, we're jumping into it. What are you watching right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. You watch a lot too. I do. I do. So I definitely have stuff going while I'm editing photos. It just keeps me company. Um, It's downtown Abbey. Oh my, gosh. I'm downtown, Abby. oh my gosh. Tara hates it when I say downtown because oh. I know that's not what it is. Downtown. Um, yeah, I did rewatch that recently. No lie. I love anything British. It's like my guilty pleasure. Um, no, I just, this is so embarrassing. I do not watch reality TV. It yeah. is not my jam. But one of my friends just said, please go watch Love is Blind so we can talk about it. Oh, wow. Wow. So I was like, <laughs> so it's going in the background. But uh, what did I just finish, though? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm caught up on Ozark. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You, I think, you, I, there's so many things. So, so, but you're into like Ozark, The Witcher. I know like these are some of the, oh, yeah, the yeah. like the, the shows Witcher. that you watch. You love a good laugh. So I'm pretty Ted sure. You, yeah, I'm about to say you get you some comedy in there. Yeah. I love it. Um, music. Okay. Because I know you have a, a very like broad um, list, but um, let's do this first. <laughs> we'll do this new music what's one thing that you're listening to uh so there's this one song called uh lucid and i am totally because you put me on the spot i'm spacing on who it's by but, um, <laughs> no I, I really like that song i'm trying to think i've been like i'll like listen to songs on repeat until i suddenly get you're tired of tired it i'm the same like, yeah. it'll be like days or weeks but i've actually been listening to um an older kehlani album okay 
Dope. Uh, on repeat. So I don't, yeah, I'm on Spotify, so I don't actually know, like, yeah. is this new or am I just, am I just like, late is to it the just party? Coming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. That's real. And so I know you're a huge R&B head, uh, old school, new school, when it does actually come out. Um, if you could choose one R&B song that you would say I could listen to at any given moment in time, what would it be? uh Motown Philly <laughs> okay 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 no, I don't no, know no. why that's well or or something Beyonce okay for sure yeah, get yeah. me bodied like well yeah. see I'm more of like a dance pop yeah kind of person honestly that's I fair move. I gotta move but man oh too many I love that I love that I'll okay time on this I will no do no we got no it's long. all good it's your list long. you know you created the way you need to <laughs> what is one goal that you have set for yourself for this year uh, I actually just signed up to take a French class. Nice. I used to study French in high school and college. Same here. And it's been a minute. So I signed up to take an online class. Um, it's a Zoom class, and that starts in a few weeks. That's so exciting. Congratulations. I'll be picking up. Parlez yeah. français. Parlez français. Oh, yeah. A little, little something, little pepper, little pew in there. I love oh it. my God. I love Let's it. not go there. I love <laughs> it. Um, and then finally, um, if there is one thing that you want to set out to personally do just in life, like what is one big goal that you want to accomplish, whether it is how you reach people or whatever the case might be, what's one big goal that you want to accomplish? Ooh. Uh... I want to build my own house one day. Nice, like you literally, like Chip and Joanna. You, you in the, you in it, just top to bottom. I either like a complete gut and redesign, or from the ground up. I love it, kind of thing. I love yeah. it. I can see you on HGTV That's, now for sure. All the energy in the world. You got the charisma. Oh, yeah. You got that. Like that part oh, yeah. is done. You good? I can I can sing Sledgehammer. So and then you can give us a little punny every now and again too. Oh yeah. With oh it. man, we didn't even get any puns in. Today. Hey, you know what? It's okay. I'm actually going to title uh, this podcast changing the lens so you'll have a little something in there mm, boom there, there we go, go. There all right go. on that note <laughs> tara do me a favor let our listeners know where they can find you follow you for more oh thank you uh you can find me on instagram that is where i'm most active at tara brown photography that's t-a-r-a brown like the color photography uh that's the same for my facebook page and then um my website is tara hyphenbrown.com or you can just google tara brown photography and you'll hopefully find me i love it yeah thank you no thank you and so real quick as we get ready to wrap this up you all i just want you to remember that as we had today's conversation um please take some time to consider the things that you don't always consider about yourself your strengths uh the beauty that you carry when it comes to like tara said what your body can do um, the, what you bring to the table that is completely opposite of these false narratives and lies that we have gotten for so long about what is beauty, what isn't, what is proper image, perfect image, all of that. Um, I, I believe at, at the core of it all, we are all beautiful. Our image, no matter what form it's in, it's over 7 billion people around the world. We were not meant to be carbon copies. We were not meant to be the same. So that being said, learn to love you and embrace you for who you are, where you are. And as always, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Have a great weekend, you all. Peace.